0: This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century.
1: Hello, Peter. What's happening? uh we have sort of a problem here
0: good afternoon good morning good evening whatever time it happens to be when you're listening because as long as you're here it doesn't matter where or when it is this is the blurring the lines podcast episode 46. 46 i am your 46 46 yes it's um we have i won't make a comment about ages or anything but i am your host peter nicolaitis and joining me as i Always is my co-host.
1: His name. His name is Adam Bell. (laughs) Hey, Peter. (laughs) His name. What's up? Happy Friday. Yeah, it's a good Friday. It um, is a good Friday,
0: and it's not. I was going to make that joke myself. I'm glad to be. It is a good Friday, and it is good friday uh-huh. <laughs> so um i mean all fridays well maybe not the 13th you know, those those can be kind of sucky but anyway most fridays tend to be good fridays and this one is no exception i'm yeah. having a overall a good day with one minor exception and that would be w- addressed when we get to our main topic <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let's keep i'll i'll keep you in suspense
1: the suspense until we get there is killing me
0: <laughs> yes. Well, we
1: won't keep you that long. Hopefully, it won't won't be like lethal suspense. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah. So. You, so. Um, yeah. Go ahead. You feeling better? Last week you were. In, I am, you were down. I am feeling better. It took me
0: a good, I would say, nearly two weeks uh, to get over this cold. I started coming down with the symptoms uh, on a Sunday early morning, and uh, it stuck with me. Basically made its run around and you know through my sinuses, et cetera. And uh, I'm better now. I've been back to Krav Maga class, been back to yoga class, and possibly as early as uh, when we finish up this call, I may get out on the mountain bike and uh, go for a little bit of a spin in the woods before I go and teach a uh, sort of a hybrid Krav Maga Aikido class
1: this evening. Nice, nice. Is it so close so, yes, to 80 to up there? I say I'm better. Is it close to 80 up
0: there? <laughs> No, it isn't quite close to 80, but uh, it's in the 60s, and that's close enough to 80 for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're getting 80. I'm, I'm in the, that it says it's eight, 81 outside right now.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners, we've had a little bit of a change today. Uh, Adam is broadcasting from his new location, mm-hmm. where he is blessed by. I'm trying to look at on the good side of everything. Uh, satellite internet connection.
1: <laughs> satellite internet. So.
0: So, so it's it's going pretty well. The um, the connection does seem pretty good. Um, there is a little bit of a lag every now and then. So our listeners probably aren't noticing, but like if I i'm not careful i end up talking over you so apologies for that in advance uh, this is the first time we're uh, doing this uh, configuration for the show but uh yeah other than that i think call quality sounds fine and of course it will to you because you
1: know you're recording locally so <laughs> <Yeah>. well <Great. laughs> and, and i can actually say coming to you live via satellite <laughs> <laughs> excellent <laughs> Well, so do you want to hear Sup? a uh, quick little bit of my adventure here in the woods? So I, sp- I spent spent the night down here last night. And so I brought the dog down with me. I've got a little wiener dog. And I brought the dog a ham bone. And so I thought, well, I'll give the dog the ham bone early in the evening, like like late afternoon. So she'll eat it and have it processed and not throw it up in my bed with me. It didn't matter. Two thirty, the dog (laughs) yacked in the bed, and then so I had to wash sheets at two thirty in the morning, which is awesome. And when I went outside, there was a snake on the deck, (laughs) so (laughs) so I killed the snake, and then. cost you know actually i I didn't wait for it to die. I stomped it because it was cold outside so it wasn't going anywhere, and then put a five gallon bucket of water on its head to pick him up in the morning and then uh I had these birds I had my windows open I'm like, oh I'm gonna listen to the birds and the sounds of nature all night long. There were these birds that sounded like a car alarm all night long. <laughs> so Mm -hmm. close the windows (laughs) shut the door kick the dog out of the bed that was just fine (laughs) other than that it's perfect awesome
0: (laughs) yep that's great (laughs) (laughs) oh brother so um so what happened now you're uh you're talking to us on satellite Mm -hmm. and back at the other house you had cable
1: Uh, yes yeah it's a full cable uh 250 meg down 50 meg up nice fast speed so so yeah that's a big difference Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i recently just as a cost
0: cutting measure because you know i didn't think i would notice cut my uh my verizon fios i think we may have talked about this on a previous episode Mm -hmm. Uh, but i cut fios down from 75 megabits to 50 Mm -hmm. i really haven't noticed much of a difference so cool whatever but my uh offer on my new condo was accepted i think Mm -hmm. we talked about that briefly and i'll be moving to comcast over there and uh they claim that my download speeds will be greatly uh, in excess of what i've got now like 100 Mm -hmm. to 200 megabit but it's going to be the you know the blast service and that means my uploads are only going to be about half what i have now Mm -hmm. so that might affect my remote uh, work when I'm like dialing into, uh, you know, connecting into my system here. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think it'll it'll probably be a good thing. So I'm, cool. I'm looking forward to that. We'll see, and it's cheaper too. So hey, cheaper and faster, I'll take that.
1: Well, I like Comcast when it works, but mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when you have to call Comcast, <sighs> the best thing to do is is run headlong into a brick wall, and then call them because it'll be much more More pleasant than running headlong yes. into a brick wall. <laughs> it will seem relatively uh, better, I'm sure. yes. <laughs> this is all going uphill from here or downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> my head, banging my head into a brick wall <laughs> Well you had so. a, you you had mm-hmm. a virus well you had a virus or cold or whatever you call it, and then uh, sounds like you had a really <laughs> old virus worm. At, yes. at your office.
0: Yeah, we had an issue. Um, I uh, At one of my uh, larger installations, one of my clients uh, had a uh, an infection and it was detected as we were reviewing the Splunk logs and um, one of my uh, colleagues was looking at it and says, can I get your opinion on this traffic? And I took a look. He says, I'm seeing a lot of malicious website activity here being blocked. <laughs> now, Unlike the networking guys on the you know team, I don't look at that and I say, oh, bad stuff locked, all good, we're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. <laughs> take a little bit of a deeper dive into that. And I said, what's the source of this? Why are we seeing malicious traffic in the first place? You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's take a look. And, and also, unlike uh, some of the uh, Windows server admins who say, oh, that's not a system we manage, ignore. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, let's, let's dive into this a bit. And we dug into it a little bit and uh, contacted the vendor who maintained those systems and found that uh, these machines had Conficker. Now, if you know anything about computer security and anything at all, uh, you may recognize the name because Conficker was, at the time, and maybe still today, I don't remember, the largest spreading Internet worm in history. And it was detected in 2008, Mm -hmm. and uh, I forget how many millions of systems it infected, but um, it basically just was a self-propagating worm, and it used a variety of different methods to spread itself to other systems and uh it went through uh, i believe 5 iterations that are known and up until the last one it didn't really do anything bad other than the obvious denial of service that it caused by <laughs> saturating networks and chewing up you know processing power and stuff as it replicated itself across the internet so this was as i said first detected in 2008 uh it is suspected to have originated from ukraine but the verdict's still out on that one so we don't really know and uh as of its fifth generation, it uh, started. To, it was adapted, and the bad guys started to use it to send out spam. So, they essentially weaponized it at that point and made it a spamming uh, botnet. So, uh, the good news was, after all was said and done, and I dug into this, I discovered that this system had been infected with variant B. Now... This is as far as pen testers go um you know and the security people we we know very well the term MS08-067 Microsoft patch for 2008 number 67 because that was the one that uh addressed Configure and patched the vulnerability that let this worm spread like wildfire that came out in 2008 Now, even if you're not really up on computer security, you should be able to do some basic math and really realize that that was, well, it was late 2008. So it was eight and a half years ago. (laughs) A lot has changed with Windows in the last eight and a half years. So, right now we're on Windows 10 or Windows Server uh, 2016, Windows Server 2012 R2, Windows Server 2012, Windows Server 2008 R2, Windows Server 2008, Windows Server 2003 R2, Windows Server 2003. R2. No, these were Windows Server 2000. <laughs> Windows Server 2000 officially reached end of life from Microsoft in 2010. And since this had been discovered, it was in extended support in 2008, okay? Um, Microsoft had patched this vulnerability, as I said, back in Windows two, in, in 2008. So the patch had been fixed for all this time. And yet, for some reason, the vendor who was managing these systems just didn't get around to applying the patch on these (laughs) systems because, you know, it takes a long time to click update (laughs) on a box, and and they only had eight years, so... (laughs) you know, I feel for them. I have total sympathy. I understand. I make mistakes like this every single day. Oh, wait. No, I don't. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was just beside myself, you know, talking to, to the vendor. I was like, how did this happen? How did you idiots let this one slip by for eight years you know i'm sure they must have looked at them they're like oh well windows 2000 i mean we're done we don't need to patch that anymore well guess what you did (laughs) and this is just this is just a lesson to you know anybody who has computers this is one of the reasons that you want to be you know keeping your things patched and keeping your systems up to date and don't assume that just because a system is old that it's no longer a target for malware because it certainly is and this is a perfect example of that the configure worm you know it should have been eradicated by now and as late as uh, last august it had a resurgence and they were seeing a big uptick again because there are so many unpatched systems on the internet that are still vulnerable to it so um you know this is a great lesson and uh, anybody if you've got systems this is a this is why you want to keep your systems patched this is why we do things like this <laughs> so uh you know don't be an unwitting participant in a botnet don't have your stuff taken over because you've just been lazy you know and again there's no excuse for this this is ridiculous this is obviously this is by far the worst um, example of negligence as far as time, you know, of a patch not being applied goes that I have seen in my career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder off. about phone systems, though. You know, because a lot mm. of... You remember all those uh, uh, well, the Avaya... Uh, not the Nortels. The Nortels all ran on NT 4 and 3.51. This kind of stripped down mm-hmm. kernel. wonder how many of those mm-hmm. are still out there. <laughs> Uh, you know, I wouldn't be
0: surprised if if there are a lot. I mean, I was hearing uh, someone was just talking last night. I was at a uh, um, a security uh, meetup and someone was talking about, oh, well, we still have XP because we have ATMs. I was like, and I was chuckling to myself. I was like, XP, <laughs> how quaint. I wish we had had XP. This was Windows freaking 2000. <laughs> oh boy so anyway yeah so that was great cough cough. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) yep so. so enough about enough about viruses and worms and malware what else we got
1: well we've we've still got your your topic there and then i did i i've i had a microsoft crm issue this week and, you know, it was Kerm. very... What's, yeah. what's, what's Kerm? Kerm. Contact. Is it contact relationship manager? or is Customer. It, is it? Customer relationship manager. Yeah. So the, the Microsoft Dynamics CRM 2016, uh, it just stopped working on me for, for no oh. reason. Um, oh. So I called Microsoft. I spent $500 to get Microsoft support. And the technician is that how
0: much an incident costs now?
1: That's is it up to five
0: hundred bucks a pop when you well, call
1: them? Well, it's actually only four hundred and ninety nine dollars. But but yes, oh, i, I
0: <laughs> once again you exaggerate. I yeah, exaggerate. I think,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yes, an incident is is five hundred dollars for for one thing, and uh, so I called them. Well, the technician and I marked it as critical and it actually was critical meaning the entire sales staff was down without their CRM Uh, so it was critical I was willing to pay for it and I got a tech on the phone and he said he ran through everything that I did I'm like well that's okay you know cuz I am NOT a certified dynamics expert this is okay to do these things over again he did everything that I did tried everything that I tried and then said well this is on Tuesday. He says, I'm going to be off on Wednesday and Thursday. Can we come back to this on Friday? I said, there's there's no one else in your entire department that can help me with this. Well, you can call my manager tomorrow and see if there's somebody else that can help you. And, yep. and I said, well, you know what? I, I, surprisingly, I wasn't upset considering how upset I was about doing the work. Uh, I was like, you know, whatever. I'm going to build the server from scratch. <laughs> so I did. I built a brand new virtual machine and I built it from scratch and restored the data. And it worked all the way up to the point where Microsoft released a patch patch number five service pack two number five that all of a sudden causes the notes to not it's a it's a form field so you enter in the notes which is what you do in crm you call somebody and then you write notes about what you did you write your notes and you can do it once and save and you can't do it again you cannot add another note without logging out and logging back into crm because of the form (laughs) submission
0: <laughs> well it's not like you could never update them again i mean i've seen issues where things were it was a write once situation uh, where there was a bug in some sort of database i forget what it was and it was like you were allowed one write operation oh, and then wow. you're done
1: yeah <laughs> well fortunately microsoft built in for lack of a better term compatibility mode actually they call it legacy rendering there's a setting in there to do legacy rendering and it stopped whatever ajax like command was running for that form connection and it uh did get the problem fixed but it took me you know probably 24 hour 24 billable hours of my life on that problem that's like somebody said, I can't believe you paid $500 to Microsoft. So what are you talking about? I've spent, you know, at that point, I'm like, I've spent 18 hours trying to figure it out myself. $500, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's get out of, get out of jail cheap. Yeah. Only, only, only in this case, you didn't really get anywhere. I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't, get, didn't get out of jail. Didn't pass go. <laughs> didn't collect $200. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> but in in this, you know, in that particular scenario, Dynamics Online is $5 per user. You know, it's like, maybe we should do Dynamics. Because <laughs> the support cost for this one call for, you know, mm-hmm. had, would have been paid for, or you know, online. We could have paid online for at least a three-year subscription. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But that just added more gray hair to my head, but I'm okay.
0: Yeah. Well, you see, I got a haircut yesterday, and uh, I had the barber specifically cut off all the
1: gray ones, so I'm good. Nice. Nice. If you do that to me, I don't know how much hair I'd have. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, and I'm not bald. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, tomorrow is a special day, isn't it? uh tomorrow
0: tomorrow let's see tomorrow is april 15th mm-hmm. normally it is a special day but because of uh easter we get to uh, relive this special day until the 18th <laughs> the, it's groundhog day <laughs> exactly you get to pay your pass your taxes and then you get to pay them again <laughs> yes so uh, Monday is—I uh, mean Sunday, sat- Saturday—tomorrow, Saturday, April fifteenth, Tax Day here in America, and uh, yeah, that's that's the day when you're supposed to, uh, you know, have paid your taxes or filed an extension. Mm-hmm. And uh, Can you, you know, a file lot of people an are,
1: abstention. Hmm? Can you file an I abstention? Yeah. <laughs> No, that
0: is an option. I don't know. I think I'm sure there are plenty of people on the internet who will tell you that you can. <laughs> that it must be
1: true.
0: Um, yeah, it must be. I read it on the internet. It must be true. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I would not abstain from your taxes. But no. um, something to keep in mind, and I have run across in, in my uh, long and illustrious career, many people... Who have started their own business and did not um, pay their taxes properly? Um, I have run across people who did not file, uh, did not you know properly collect. And uh, withhold and submit uh, business taxes, sales and use taxes, rooms and meals taxes, and uh, plain old income taxes. Oh, and payroll taxes—that's a big one. So pretty much all the taxes <laughs> related to a business.
1: Well, so, and, uh, and I've made yep. I've made one of those mistakes myself.
0: <laughs> do not you love that? <laughs> so. <laughs> ah so when this happens the uh the people down at the tax collection agency are always very helpful and friendly <laughs> um they're, they're happy they they really love doing their job and they want to go out of their way to uh do anything they can help and uh, otherwise make your life miserable
1: <laughs> so <laughs> no wonderful yeah you said you said the wrong word um, it was slip. oh i'm s- <laughs> sorry
0: what was i thinking Sorry. <laughs> <right>. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this year, um, I had thought, well, last year, I should say, I had thought, I'm trying to go back here. So, 2015, we had not such a great year, um, or we had a great year, and 2016 was not such a great, I forget, I've lost track. But anyway, a couple years ago, business was taking a downturn. And I had been making my estimated payments as if this had not happened. As a result, uh, I was massively overpaid. And after like the first or second quarter, my accountant said, J- okay, just stop paying your estimates. You're, you're good. Mm-hmm. We got uh, to the end of the year. And I think in, in, on top of that, I think I even got a small refund from the, all, you know, the, the three agencies, the two states in which we operate and uh, the feds. So, okay, great, wonderful. Um, Business didn't really change all that much for me last year. My income, you know, went down a little bit. So, I'm thinking like, all right, we're good. You know, I'm making estimated payments, but not huge amounts. And so, I think we should be fine. I kind of forgot that I had drastically improved efficiencies and cut a (laughs) lot of big expenditures. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And so if your income doesn't change, but your expenses drop significantly, we have well, a little thing that's left over called profit, and that goes up. Uh-huh. And that, my friend, is what your taxes are based on. <laughs> <laughs> so my accountant, you know, we did the, uh, the corporate tax, and he was like, okay, yeah, you got to pay some here. And then when he got to my individual tax as uh you know the sole owner of the corporation is like yeah you got to pay this much and let's just say it was kind of a lot <laughs> so yeah. i was a little disappointed i was really hoping to be putting down like 30 percent on the new condo now i'm gonna be probably putting down more like
1: 25 <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the tesla fund just went a little bit longer <laughs>
0: Definitely, definitely still considering the Tesla Model 3, no longer considering the Model S instead. (laughs) And certainly not looking at the Model X. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, and, you know, the... Of course, every business owner, when they start a company, the responsibility is on the business owner to understand all these things. And, And I made, you know, the... I felt like a very informed uh, decisions when I was building my business and talked to an accountant and we, you know, went through all of here's the services that I provide. Here's how I work. Here's how I do everything. Well, uh, my accountant was wrong in the way that we interpreted the law. (laughs) And so (laughs) I had a, uh, you know, I had a problem with the way that I was filing taxes for a long time <laughs> and then i had to so
0: your, your accountant promptly apologized and paid for any money that you were out as a result of this right um no no
1: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> but you know huh. So what I, you know, it was it was very frustrating because, you know, I pay the tax. I pay what I owe. I mean, that's part of being in civilized United States of America. You know, the, if we want to live in a third world country where there's no taxes, that's not where I want to live. <laughs> I want to pay my taxes and live in a place where I dial 911 and the police come in five minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not 911. What? No, they're not coming. None would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we start the business, and I filed all the, you know, all the forms, I did, you know, I formed my LLC, I registered with the state, the city, the county, the federal, you know, I did all of the things that I was supposed to do, but you know, I was doing this one thing wrong, and there was never any communication from them, from the state mm-hmm. to me, saying. Hey just f y i other companies that do what you do they're being charged I mean they're turning in taxes on this and and you don't appear to be maybe you should double check that, you know, or even the letter when you sign up with them, welcome to. You know, Tennessee Department of Revenue, glad you're going to be doing business in the state. You're back- and paying us this and paying us this. You're the <laughs> backbone of America. You know, you need to talk to your accountant. These are typical things your business would be paying, you know. Yeah. No,
0: nope, that's that's not their job. That's the job for you to consult <laughs> with a properly qualified, specialized legal expert, yada, 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 etc. etc. et cetera, et cetera. It's not our fault. Pay
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh, So fortunately, in my case, they did determine that there was no fraud involved. Like I wasn't doing it intentionally, but I still had three years mm -hmm. of back pay taxes to pay them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And and
0: so I'm curious what what was more was it the back penalty uh, was it the back
1: taxes or was it penalty or uh the penalties doubled the penalties mm. and the interest doubled the cost of of the of the lack or what wasn't paid. Yeah, and you know, you know and and I just. I kind of, I mean, I know that they want to make it painful for business owners so that, you know, people who are breaking the law, they want to make sure that they remember it and don't do it again. You can't just let them Mm -hmm. off. But, you know, I just think there ought to be some latitude there for if they say, well, this is a responsible business owner, but I know you can't have that because there are crooks everywhere. You know, there's politics, there's crooks there, you know, so I understand. I don't like it though. (sighs)
0: <sighs> yeah right, but what you gonna do
1: you know uh, you know 10 years i mean nine years in now i uh now i know how to do all this stuff more or less and <laughs> who to talk to and i know how to deal with lawyers now i mean so so what i what i am going to do which i can't even believe that i'm entertaining it that is i'm doing a self-audit meaning I'm going to hire some somebody to audit me on a biannual I mean a semi every other year every year the year I'm going to have an audit done just to make sure that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing to make mm-hmm. sure that I don't ever have this happen again it's expensive it's painful but it's it can't be nearly as painful as one going to jail or paying three years of back taxes.
0: (laughs) Well, that's going to, yeah. And I was going to say that's, that's, you've got to do that calculation, figure out what's it going to cost you if you don't do this. Um, but, you know, uh, the the jail time thing, I mean, that if it comes down to a cho- choice between having an auditor or going to jail, uh, I would definitely go with the auditor there. <laughs> yeah. um, if if it's, um, you know, the other option, like you, you don't know whether you want to go through this and just take your chances. And, you know, then you do a calculation, like what's it going to cost to have the audit versus what's the sort of penalties that you could be expecting to pay if you screw up. Mm hmm. So there's you know there's a few different uh, ways to look at it, but um, it's not uh, I, I would not suggest the approach of burying your head in the sand
1: no no well and you know, and there's no way an audit would cost ten percent of gross annual revenue <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if your annual revenue was small and your auditor was expensive, I could see that happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. We we're doing a little bit better than that, so so I've gotta I've gotta do it right. And, and just to clarify for our listeners, if they're thinking you know contact, we're not talking about getting an audit from the IRS or the Department of Revenue. We're talking about a CPA doing the audit. Yeah, yeah, because those are free, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. It would, it would have been worth it, you know, even if you did it, you know, maybe every five years. I don't know. It'd be worth it at least once. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's one option. The other option, is, well, you know, the thing, the thing is, though, is you really should be covered by this from, um, you know, you should be covered by this uh, by hiring a tax professional. You know, that's the kind of thing that that they're supposed to be doing for you, I would Hope.
1: Unfortunately, I'm discovering that nobody cares about me as much as I do. (laughs) And my business,
0: you suppose.
1: (laughs) I don't know, but my business advisor told me that, and he said nobody cares about your money more than you do. And he said you you can't blame your lawyer, you can't blame your your accountant because they just don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Now. If you had hired them
0: specifically to tell you what you were responsible for and stuff, I mean, you know, it's one thing to say, well, they're a professional. They should have known. They should have told me. It's another to say, I am hiring you to handle all of the legal and, you know, tax Aspects and inform me of everything that I need to take care of when organizing my business, and they didn't do that. That's different, Mm -hmm. you know, because you specifically contract with them for a specific service, and they don't, you know, they fail to provide it to you. Um, That said, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of people who would go, you know, bend over backwards at a chance to sue your accountant and say that she was negligible and try to make a lot of money on that or whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's different. So, I don't know. I, w- I would hope if you have a – you might be able to avoid this by just having a conversation with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. another accountant. <laughs> yeah. to go over these things. So, uh,
1: yeah. In this particular case, the thing that got me was I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, and – Yes. Th- I didn't know that I should I should have been asking them to take a look at this or, you know, yep. what's – I do now you know I'm like well and it's kind of like I try to do that for my clients because they don't you know they don't know what they don't know about their computers and if they never knew that we weren't doing backups and they never knew that they needed backups and then all of a sudden they had a failure they said what can we do well if we'd been doing backups we could have covered this why didn't you tell me (laughs) well I didn't care about you (laughs) You know, that's what I felt like. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Yeah,
0: the, the, the other thing, too, is like we have, I mean, me, not so much right now, um, go out of our way to tell our clients like, hey, you guys should be aware of this. Hey, you should pay attention to this. Hey, you're not doing this and you really should. Um, and a lot of them just ignore it all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, um, you know, it's kind of interesting and uh, annoying, <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, you know that a, a positive consequence to marketing has been that exact thing, you know, cause, cause mm-hmm. my, my marketing person their their focus is saying you need to be telling your clients about the services that you sell so you can make more money on them. That's absolutely a good thing for the business. But it is good for the client as well, because if they don't know the services that you're selling, or if they did, they heard it and didn't understand it, I don't know how many times it is somebody has to hear something to understand it, but the marketing has actually been beneficial to my clients from for their own good not just for Mm -hmm. my own good which which i think is probably you know the exact model of a good business you know your your services are good for the client which is also good for you because you make money on it so
0: right yep yep Uh, well what you gonna do (laughs) (laughs) well
1: well, I've got a question. Are we uh we done on taxes before? I don't want to leave if, if you're.
0: I've had enough of taxes. I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ready for uh, uh. Well, my business advisor, his his brother-in-law told him uh, that his goal was to make to pay a million dollars in taxes. And uh, that was, you know, evidence that he was running a successful company. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's all a mindset. You know, if, if you consider them the bad guys, uh, then it's always going to suck. But if you can get your mind wrapped around it, you're like, well, they're the good guys, then it won't be so bad. <laughs> it's all, it's, you're just making it, it's like taking bad medicine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, um, I listened to, uh, the episode, recent episode of, uh, making, S- make me smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's, uh, an extension of the, um, uh, marketplace, uh, okay. NPR show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh so it's you know it's a podcast form and they were talking about taxes in the recent episode and one of the things they mentioned was that you know a lot of other countries people love paying their taxes they don't have any problem with it and they know they love the government and the things they do and not so much here in america and i can't help but think that that stems back to our uh our origins with the government where you know we we kind of formed this country by rebelling against another one. (laughs) So it's sort of in (laughs) our nature as Americans to rebel against things, you know, so I I can see that sort of why, but you know, I I get it. I mean, I, I split a lot of my taxes that I pay between Vermont and Massachusetts, um, who are like, you know, two blue States who are seemingly in a race to get to the highest (laughs) rates that they can in the country. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it feels like I get more for my taxes down in Massachusetts, and, um, you know, at the same time, lately I'm spending a lot of time in New Hampshire, and it wouldn't be inconceivable or unreasonable for me to consider declaring that as my primary state of residence. Mm -hmm. um, That might be a good thing for my personal taxes, but maybe not so good for my business, so there's a lot of things to consider, Mm -hmm. but... um, you know, yeah, if you look at it on the bright side, though, and, you know, your goal is to pay a million dollars in taxes, then, hey, God, Godspeed, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good luck. Hope you do well. Well, uh, You have to be doing well if you're mm-hmm. paying that much in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless
0: unless you just didn't pay, you know, you decided to file your uh, taxes quarterly, like Ron White. And by quarterly, I mean, you know,
1: every 25 years. <laughs> Wow, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's that was but that was, he did that for real.
0: Well, he didn't pay his taxes for some time. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah, you know I was told the, you know, by the IRS that I needed to file quarterly, and by that I thought they meant every twenty-five years. <laughs>
1: yeah he's he's funny he's a uh guilty pleasure of of uh my wife because <laughs> she does yep. she, she she can't stand for people to cuss like like he does but she thinks he's funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. yep he's hilarious <laughs> so. so let me ask you this and and you may not know i just figured of of all my friends you might know have you ever used a Berkey water filtration system? A
0: Berkey? Berkey. No, I don't think I have. No.
1: It is a so it's a two-cylinder process. You've got re- reservoir on the bottom and then you've got tank on the top and then you have two ceramic filters that are in the middle and the water is pushing through the ceramic filters and dripping down into the bottom for clean filtration water and uh we really like them. We, supposedly you can put really dirty water in there and uh drink it clean, but of course the dirtier it is, the worse your you know the shorter life your filters have. But so but since you don't know anything about them. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but it might be might be worth checking out. They're uh we've got friends that ha- they have the first time we've ever seen them, it was in their, uh, in Belize, you know, because the water down there is not all that, well, it's pretty heavy. I mean, it's not as bad as, like, Mexico, but it's not, uh, you don't drink it from the tap. We don't drink it from the right. tap just because it's got different stuff in it, and it upsets our stomachs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, not a great... So anyway, I'll do some more research on that, and and I and I'll report back to you and tell you how awesome they're. They're expensive. I know that. <laughs> they start at like two hundred and thirty dollars. Is that per tap or for the whole house? Uh oh no no it's it's like uh uh it's like it holds two and a half gallons in the bottom, and then I think it's f- probably about that much or three at the top so it's not it's not connected to the tap you pour water into it and it drips down into the bottom reservoir and you kind of pull up okay. to it like a water cooler
0: okay so but but every location like basically every you know like point of faucet that you would be drinking from you need one of those
1: uh no you i mean you just set it somewhere like a water cooler and you fill it oh, up okay yeah Gotcha.
0: Okay, so you don't have like one in the bathroom, one in the master bathroom, one in the kitchen, etc.
1: You could, but that would be expensive. <laughs> We've got a thousand dollars of water filtration throughout the house. <laughs> so, cool. Well, cool. Well, there you go. So, I do have a nifty for today, and it, it w- tell us what's so nifty. What's so nifty? Okay, so there's a thing called a watt box like uh the electricity term what W A T T
0: I I w- what what? <laughs> <laughs> what I know these I know these well and I uh I have one sitting here in my home connected to my Sophos uh firewall and I've got uh several scattered
1: at uh, various client locations. And uh since you know about them tell me What do you do with the thing?
0: What you do with the thing... Well, this is one of those things that you pay some money up front uh, after convincing yourself or your customer that you or they need it. You pay up some money, not a lot of money, you install the WattBox and then you forget about it <laughs> until you need it, <laughs> yes. and at that point you are very grateful that you spent the money. And again, a modest amount. We're not talking thousands of dollars here, unless you're talking about a lot of different watts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so WattBox, it's a um, it's a series of products from uh, this uh, company. I forget who the manufacturer is. Series. But
1: uh, IL8.
0: IL8's the vendor, but I don't think they actually make it. Yeah, I think okay. they carry it. But 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 I yeah, I knew I, I bought mine from there too. Okay, but uh, essentially, what a Wattbox box is is a remote over the internet power supply, and what it lets you do is remotely over the internet uh, reboot. Uh, device that's plugged into it. So they come in various models. I think they start with what uh, two or three different power plugs?
1: Yes. And the basic has three.
0: Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. So each one of those has a number. So, you know, number one, two, three, and the device is managed via an internet connection and, uh, you know, usually a web browser. So what you can do with this thing is the, and the best thing about it, the coolest is if the internet connection to one of the devices that's plugged into it or any device, actually, you know, you, you have this thing monitor essentially, uh, if it detects that, the device to which it's connected is no longer responding. Or if you decide you want to do so manually, you can have that device reboot. So, if you have ever had to drive many miles to a remote location just to reboot a piece of equipment, or if you have ever had to, I don't know, walk downstairs into the basement (laughs) to reboot your cable modem, and that's just too much of a hassle, um, this little device can save you the trouble. So, it's pretty slick. So, at mine, for instance, um, I have my UTM. And my uh, access point and my Fios modem plugged into my Wattbox. And I have it set so that if after an extended period of time, uh, any of those devices stop responding or it detects that the internet connection is out, it will reboot the modem. And then, at a later time, if it still hasn't, uh, if the internet hasn't come back, it will then reboot the firewall. So, it's pretty slick. And, you know, these things are pretty darn cheap. But that's one thing that's nice. And, again, the other option is, you know, I can remotely connect into this thing via a web browser and effect the same reboot. So, if I, you know, decide for whatever reason, uh, you know, like things are acting a little weird or my neighbor who's, you know, leeching off my wireless says she can't get online and I'm 200 miles away, I pop in there, see, oh, let let me just reboot the the access point, reboot the wireless access point, and I'm good to go. Mm Mm-hmm so that is a nifty little thing a little summary of a nifty little thing called the watt box
1: yeah well and so it's it's by snap av that's that's mm-hmm. the manufacturer and then uh, the oversee web portal which you you mentioned you log into a web page will show all of your watt boxes so if you're an it company you'll probably have a whole bunch of Wattboxes. boxes but at least you know if you're just a regular person that's got a couple of them you f- can check it out in the portal and reboot them from the portal without having to like uh, what's the ip address of that thing <laughs> how do i get into it so that's pretty cool yep that is cool oh, very good oh and i've got a trivia question for today let's hear it all right who wanted to play brody in jaws but was rejected by Steven Spielberg.
0: That sounds like a wonderful trivia question. I have absolutely no idea.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll we'll reveal the answer next week. Excellent. Well, on that, I
0: think it's about time that we should wrap up the show. If you are listening to this and don't know how you found us, you can always get more information uh, on the website at BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We've got a – I think we've got a Twitter account somewhere. I don't remember what it is, but it's on the website. You can find it there. And, uh, you can get in touch with us and give us your feedback and, you know, you can criticize, uh, if you want to complain or criticize us, you can email Adam at com. <laughs> and, uh, if you want to say how wonderful we are and tell us how great we are and we should keep up the good work, you can email Peter at com. <laughs> Very good. And Until next time. <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, Adam. Happy Easter, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Big red button.